Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Uh, Turn with me, if you would, tonight to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. We have, uh, last night we began looking at verses that record prayers that we need to be building our prayer life on. And um, we need to always, when we say, well, we don't know what to pray, well, this is the place we start with the Word. We pray the Word. Amen? And if there are more specific things that the Holy Ghost would have us to articulate and release faith and, and request of the Father, then the Holy Ghost will give us the, those utterances. But until we have those utterances, we always start with the Word. Amen. So last night we looked at Ephesians 1 and we looked at Philippians 1, but I want us to look at Ephesians 3 because when we go to the Word and find our prayers and our words from the Word, we're gonna, it's going to be effective. We're going to get results. And these prayers are to be foundational in our prayer life. And the thing is, I want, to, want us to visit these uh, more uh, specifically because when we have more light of what these prayers contain, uh, it helps our hearts to be more engaged, that we're not just being mechanical in praying them. We're not just reading off a verse and really have no concept of what this is involving. And so we need light about it. Amen. And it helps us to pray with greater expectation. Amen. When we understand what it is that these prayers are requesting of the Father. So Ephesians chapter 3 and starting in verse 14. It says, Paul of course is writing and he said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we pray to the Father. Verse 15, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Part of the families in heaven, part of the families in earth, but it's one family. Regardless of our location, location doesn't matter. Where we reside doesn't matter. We're all one family. Amen. And we're all working toward the, we're all to be working toward the common goal. Yes. Yes. Yes, amen. 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 Verse 16. That he would grant you, that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, yes. to be strengthened with might by his spirit yes. in your inner man. Amen. So the riches he has made ours is in the glory. The riches, what he says, according to the riches of his glory. Where are the riches? In the glory. The glory is God's power brought into manifestation. So there is divine strength, according to this verse, there is divine might, rather, to strengthen the inner man. We need to pray for one another to have that might. That their inner man be receiving the might that strengthens them from within. 
why to stand in the face of things that come against them from without. That we win from within. We don't win from without. We don't win based on what's going on out here. We win based on what's within us. And so he says here that there is divine might to strengthen the inner man. And it is a flow of the glory because it's the riches in the glory. Riches in the glory. It's a flow of his glory that's imparted by the spirit. As we pray for others, we invite and give the Holy Spirit permission to impart that might into those who need it. Just because he has might, he cannot move uninvited. He will not. And as Dad Hagen often said, God is a perfect gentleman. He will not force himself. He will not insert himself uninvited. That's the way the devil operates, but not God. And so even though he knows what we have need of, we still have to ask because asking grants him permission. So as we pray and ask on behalf even of our own lives or of someone else, that they be strengthened with might in their inner man, then God's, the, God's power, the Holy Ghost, will meet that request and that might will flow as an uh, outflow of the glory. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And when they receive that might in their inner man, it helps them so they don't give up. Right. Amen. In the face of adversity, in the right. face of opposition, in the face of circumstances, uh-huh. they don't back down, but they keep pressing right. forward based on might right. in the inner man that is fueling them. Hallelujah. And it will strengthen, it will fortify their spirit. Yes. It fortifies from within. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sustains them, it helps them to not waver and endure to the end. Right. Because things aren't walked through in a day. Sometimes when people are going through very difficult tests, sometimes it's easier to quit than keep going. Sometimes it's easier to leave than to stay. Come on. And the mind wants to quit and give up. But divine might imparted into their spirit will fortify them against quitting. We receive from God with our spirits. That's where we first lay, lay the faith hand on our answers with our, with our spirit. You won't ever have anything manifested from God without your spirit receiving it first. And when he strengthens us with might in our inner man, we're fortified from within to lay hold from the inside on our answer and hold to that thing until it comes into manifestation. And that's what the might of God is for, to bring us to the desired end result of the word. 
to receive it from within because when you have when you know you laid your hand of faith on that from within no it doesn't matter what the devil threatens you with it doesn't matter those things that he may say you just you're you're certain you are so certain you are so sure and so whenever whenever someone is facing a test and we know they're facing that test it is our privilege to say father father there is a divine might that's of the flow of your glory and we we draw on the flow of that glory for their strengthening amen amen when someone needs healing or any other need, sometimes the first thing I don't pray for is healing. Many times the first thing I pray for is they be strengthened with might in their inner man. Because if they're not strengthened with might in their inner man, when the flow of healing comes, they won't be strengthened to lay hold of it. So I, I many times will pray first for the strength of their inner man to reach out and take hold. Because we receive with our spirits. You remember the time that Dad Hagen talked about when there was a missionary who came back to the States after being years of being on the foreign field and he was diagnosed with a terminal condition. And Dad Hagen was conducting a crusade or some meetings there in the city where this missionary was hospitalized here in the United States. And Dad Hagen, he had morning meetings and evening meetings. And every afternoon he would go and sit in the hospital room of this man and he would pray for him. And he would pray in the spirit. And uh, after praying, after several days and spending several hours praying for him, uh, Jesus came into the room. And Jesus said, I've come to heal him. And so Dad Hagen said to the missionary, he didn't tell him that he was seeing Jesus. But he said, he said, the power of the Lord is present in a, in a special way to heal you. And he said, the man who was bedridden and really physically could not get out of the bed actually did. And he jumped out of the bed and went and stood exactly where Jesus was, although he didn't see him, Dad Hagen was seeing him. He said he stood almost nose to nose with Jesus and stretched out his hands like this as though he was going to receive. And then all of a sudden he put his hands down. And he said, I can't. And, and Dad Hagen said to him, what do you mean I can't? He says, I can't. I can't receive my healing. He said, yes, you can. And the power of the Lord is present here in a special way. To heal you. And he said, the man reached his hands up. He said, I can't. And Dad Hagen says, what do you mean you can't? He says, I can't receive my healing. He said, yes, you can. The power of the Lord is present here in a special way. And so he reached out his hands a third time and then let him drop and said, I can't. I know I can't. And he crawled back in the bed. And Jesus turned to him and Dad Hagen said he had such a look of hurt on his face and said, see, I've come to heal him and he won't let me. Oh my God. He said, now he'll be dead and told him how many days he'd be dead. And uh, you see, what was that? Healing came, but no strength. No strength in his faith. No might from within. You see. So always be mindful that sometimes people don't just need what they say they need. Sometimes they need might to face the opposition 
And so this is such an important thing to pray for yourself, to pray for others who are going through things. And you don't have to wait till they're going through something. Just live with that divine might. I've had times when just being at home, and I remember one time in particular years ago, and uh, an angel came in. And uh, I said, Father, what is the angel for? And said, he's here to impart might for the next phase of your ministry. Because, see, we can't accomplish any of the plan on our own ability, in our own strength. It's going to call for his at every level, at every turn, at every phase. It's by his might, not by, not, not by our might. Amen. Not by our own power, yeah. but by yeah. the Spirit or by that which the Spirit gives. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. Yes. Amen. And so we have to remember we receive first with our spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So by being strengthened with might in our inner man, our spirit is fortified. Yes. The Word will fortify you. Worshiping God will fortify you. But this is a way we can help someone who they might not know how to access the word for their might. They might not know how to enter into the anointing through praising God to strengthen and fortify them. This is a way that we can ask and say, Father, and we have the word that God will fortify them out of his glory. Out of the riches of his glory, might will come. Amen. Amen. That's good. Instead of saying, I just don't know why they're, they're so carnal all the time. They, like the, they lack the might. To get past bad physical habits, bad mental habits. And this is, this is now don't, don't misunderstand me. This might is not to replace the renewing of the mind. And the doing of the word. But it will assist those who are in the process of developing and growing up. But not only that, as we are maturing, and as, we, as some are mature, that might is still needed. Because it's a flow of the glory, and we need the flow of the glory. Amen. It's the riches. It's a flow of the riches of the glory of God that comes in the manifestation to our spirits. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love. Now notice, when we are rooted and grounded in love, we're anchored against adversity. We're held sure. This is what Pastor Debbie was talking about during the offering. The, the strength of the word and what they've been feeding their people and what you as different pastors have fed your congregations and what we fed ours. That when there came all kinds of winds and opposition, it didn't move us. Because we were rooted and grounded. That's what love does for us. The word does that. But also this divine love will anchor us so that we're not, we're not drifting and shifting. We're not floating off from the plan of God. We're not floating back into the ways of the world. Because we're rooted and we're grounded. That's good. We can pray for this for people. This is a prayer. Father, that they would be rooted and grounded and especially over baby Christians in our congregations and in the body of Christ, we must pray this because until they're rooted and grounded in love, they can't help but shift. They can't help but float away. 
until they have some renewing of the mind that helps bring them into the thoughts of God, they're susceptible to floating and drifting back into the carnal, back into what the flow of their former life was. Verse 18. May we be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Now he's still talking about that love. Another translation says, I pray that you may be able to understand how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. Meaning no matter how your life goes in other directions, love went further. You will never drift so far that love can't reach you. And I don't care when somebody looks like a hard case, they're not out beyond love. Love is further. No matter how low somebody's life goes, love goes deeper. Amen. No matter how hard you think they are, love has already extended past their hardness. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now see, when you understand this, when you pray this, it means it's like your faith can wrap hold of this thing. I love something that Corey Ten Boom made a statement because you talk about, of course, she and her family helped hide Jews during the time of concentration camps of World War II. And when she was released from a concentration camp, she spent the rest of her life visiting prisons, visiting others who were bound, visiting others who were in dark places because she had lived there. She watched her family die there. And after seeing all the darkness and all the tragedy and all the, all the horrific acts that darkness worked, she made this statement. She said, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Amen. Well, that's what Paul prayed that you would see how deep the love of God is. Because his love is so far reaching in every direction, in every direction, no one is hopeless. No case is hopeless. I don't care how perverted they were. I don't care how damaged they were by other people. I don't care. The love of God can reach out and the love of God rescues that. Amen. This is how we should be praying for people. Instead of, and this is one thing I've, all, I've, re, I've endeavored to remind myself. Not everyone was raised in the, in the precious home I was raised in. Not everyone had the same start in life. Not everyone had the kind of parents I had. And you have to remember that when you're dealing with people. Love remembers that. And love makes up the difference. So you cannot dismiss yourself from God's best because of your start in life. Or because of how someone treated you. Because love equals it out. Love makes up the difference. I'm talking about the love of God. I'm not talking about someone else's attention toward you. Amen. Your situation is not too hard and not too far gone. For love to reach it. Amen. Now verse 19. 
and pray that we would know the love of Christ, which passes understanding. So know this, that his love goes beyond anything we can understand, and that's the love he wants us to know. Your, mind, your human mind cannot even conceive. Ed used to, he would talk about, he said, in this last day revival, God is going to reach out and rescue people you wouldn't have. He's going to heal people you wouldn't have healed. He's going to work miracles for people you wouldn't have ministered to. Why? Because love goes where others think it shouldn't. Then the next phrase, verse 19 again, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. The Amplified, let me read verse 19 of the Amplified. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ which far surpasses much mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. That is a mouthful of heaping adjectives. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Trying to show us the fullness that, is, that belongs to us and that God planned for us. But what I want you to see when verse 19 talks so much about the fullness. Notice what it talks about before the fullness. The love. The love of God is listed before the fullness of God is mentioned. Being filled with all the fullness of God is preceded by first walking in love. Knowing love. Without a revelation of divine love, we can't live in the fullness God has for us. So you can say, I'm full of the word and I'm full of the spirit. But if your love walk is faulty, you'll never arrive at fullness. You cannot arrive at fullness apart from love. We can't live full of God when we're yielding to things that are not of the flow of love. Did you hear that? We can't live full of God when we are yielding to things that are not in the flow of love. Amen. No matter how many verses we confess, no matter how long we pray in tongues, if we're yielding to things that are not the flow of love, fullness is escaping us. In the love of God, and what I'm talking about, what about the flow of love? Yes, toward others, but what about toward yourself? You have to believe the love of God is what the word says. Believe the love. So many people believe their past. They believe their faults. They believe their failures. They believe their weaknesses. But we have to believe the love of God that makes up for all of those. Amen. 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 
Because if we don't believe the love, we'll dismiss ourselves from what love worked for us. Amen. In the love of God, now let's look at us just personally. You think of your own self. In the love of God, there's no guilt. In the love of God, there's no accusation. In the love of God, there's no doubt, right? There's no condemnation. There's no fear. There's no dread. There's no shame. There's no grasping, trying to win our victory. There's no frustration with self. Anybody ever been there? Yes. That's not the flow of love. Love is not frustrating you. You're yielding to something else other than love if you're living frustrated. Frustrated with yourself, frustrated with your spiritual life, frustrated with your just your home, frustrated just frustration. Come on. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Disappointment with self. Allowing yourself to live so mindful of I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm so I should I should have done better. I should have you'll never be full. That's right. Allowing those kinds of reminders of the flesh to take a place in your thinking. What about about a bad self-image is someone who has stepped out of the flow of love. Because God is not pushing your image into a bad place. Your image is in Him. Find out who you are in Him and quit being so occupied with self right all of these things that I listed are the flow of the enemy they are strategies and devices he uses to hold you out of fullness how does he hold you out of fullness because this isn't the love of God and if he can hold you out of the flow of love he can hold you out of fullness he'll let you read your Bible all day as long as you don't think right about yourself He'll let you pray for hours in tongues as long as you beat yourself up throughout the day. Come on, preach it. That's good. When we have a sense of any of these things, now don't misunderstand me. When we miss it, we ought to have a repentant heart. We ought to sorrow under repentance. Not just treat it lightly and say, well, God loves me. That's not what love is, done, is doing so that you can push your blame and act like you didn't have a role in the fault of that. But the love of God is to bring us to repentance. A godly sorrow brings us to repentance so that we stand up and say, I did that, Father. I shouldn't have done that. Now I depend on you. Your might and the strength you give so that I don't go back to do that again. Because in myself and my own ability, I'm going to repeat that. But in your ability, it's done. It's, it's a thing of the past in my life. Amen. And that's what love offers us. So when any of these things, these words that I just read off, guilt, accusation, doubt, condemnation, fear, dread, grasping, frustration, disappointment, whether it's in you or somebody else. Because you can live disappointed. Well, I'm just disappointed how they treat me. Do you want to live less than full to hold to that? If you don't want, you don't want it held against you, don't hold it against someone else. Well, you don't know what they did to me, but what have you done? That's good. Very good. Amen. Amen. That's 
right. We have to decide, are we going to exchange our feelings for fullness? Are we protecting our feelings at the cost of fullness? Amen. So just as we want to be forgiven, we forgive them. We just let it go. Let it go. Well, if they would repent that, what if they never repent? Forgive them. Forgive them without them repenting. Well, they, they need to make it right. Well, that's between them and God. Don't you hold them to making it right. And I don't make light of how people have wronged others, but I'm just saying you don't have any control over that. Just, well, praise the Lord. So any of these things, these words that show such negativity of this, they're from the devil. Resist them. Because they're trying to rob you of fullness. Amen. It's a strategy. When bombarded with accusations of what you're not. How you should have done better. How you could have done better. Well, we all could have. So let's not have a testimony on that. Let's not turn that into the testimony of our life. Amen. Let me just tell you what I do when I miss it. I know you have a hard time believing those last words. (laughs) But let me tell you what I do. And when the devil will take that miss and try to grind that into your thinking and your remembrance. You know what I say is I say, well, that's just proof I need a savior. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And I have one. Yeah. Very good. I qualify for a savior. If I did it right, I wouldn't need a Savior. So I'm not going to beat up my future and rob my destiny by forgetting that I qualify for a Savior. Very good. And I tell the devil that I qualify for a Savior, you don't. But there again, when I miss it, I want to be quick to repent. I acknowledge I take the responsibility of my miss by bringing it to the blood of Jesus and letting the blood of Jesus cleanse it and and purposing to not repeat it. Because that's what repentance is, purposing. You turn your back. You you don't intend to repeat it. Amen. Amen. But when you're bombarded with accusations and all these things, resist them. Talk to them. Answer them. There are a a lot of people who don't know that they can answer those things and run them off. But you know what? Your prayer life can assist them in this. That's why Paul said praying for these. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Learn this. Your faults, your failures, your weaknesses and your past. The devil may have been involved in that. In the past. But today it's none of his business. Your weakness is none of his business. Your faults. Because being in flesh and blood. We have to make sure we take the word. And deal with those things. And as we grow. Those should become less. And less. And less. They should not be repeated behaviors. And we should deal with those. But as we're growing. We have to remind ourselves, my faults, my weaknesses are none of the devil's business. I don't belong to him. They're my father's business. And my father is dealing with my weaknesses and faults, 
not through accusation and condemnation and fear, but through the word. And I allow that word to do its work. And I allow the Holy Spirit to bring that word to me so that my weaknesses, faults, and failures are dealt with. And remind yourself, what you are not is not the devil's business. You don't belong to him. You do not answer to him for your weaknesses, your faults, and your failures, and your sins. You answer to God for it. That's good. And you answer to God for it, and he'll forgive you. You, answer, you try to answer to the devil with it, and he'll condemn you and steal from you and rob and, and, and take everything from you that God's ever blessed you with. Because there is no appeasing the accuser. Very good. No matter how much you were to agree with him, he's not going to back off. That's fuel for him. And people don't know this in the body of Christ. And so they live under guilt, condemnation, and shame. All those things should be put under the blood and then resisted. From then on out, they're put under the blood and they're resisted. And you tell the devil, my problems are none of your business. My, my flesh is none of your business. delivered from the kingdom of darkness translated into the kingdom of his dear son now don't misunderstand me you play with the world and you'll leave God's territory and then you're on the devil's territory and then he's gonna he's gonna trouble you and you won't you won't be done with that troubling till you get off of his territory yeah but when you're sincere when you're genuine in your, in your fellowship with God and in your desire to be pleasing to God and your desire to do the word, even when you miss it, you, that doesn't mean that the devil has a right to again enter your life. That's right. Amen. And even if you miss it, you don't have to go into a week of depression beating yourself up to feel like you earned forgiveness. You fall into that and you'll open the door and it, to the devil and he'll bring depression, he'll bring condemnation and it can, it'll, it'll rob from you. Praise God. We can't live full of God who is love when we permit and believe things against us and ourselves and others that isn't love. Now, let me read that to you again because some of you just looking at me. <laughs> You can't live full of God who is love. When we permit and believe something about ourselves or others that isn't love. You got to run everything that isn't love out of your thought life, out of, out of your mouth, out of your, out of your communication, out of your deeds. Amen. Wrong thinking and wrong believing will take up occupancy in you. And the place those wrong things occupy are the places God can't fill. Because they're already occupied. You can't have fullness with a measure of condemnation. You can't be full with a, a, some degree of guilt. You understand that? Because any space that guilt or condemnation or fear occupies robs you, robs that, that measure of fullness from you. Amen. That's what, listen, when Paul said casting down imaginations and every high, high 
thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Why? Because those things are robbing you of being full. Fully, uh, holy filled and flooded with God himself. Spend your attention not getting rid of things but filling up. You don't get rid of things by dealing with them. You get rid of things by filling up with the right thing. And the right thing pushes out the wrong thing. So many times people are trying to get rid of things when if you'll just focus on filling with the word, filling with the Holy Ghost, that flow will push those things out until you reach fullness. Whenever, you've heard me talk about it, when my dogs at this one house that we had, we put the, the dog food in water in front of the garage right between the doors. And there was a light right there. You'd go out every morning and there'd be dead bugs floating in their water. If, and they'd be whole. But if you tried to pick them out with your fingers, they just disintegrated and there went a head, there went a wing, there went a leg. Why? Because you touched it and it broke it apart and became worse and multiplied. That's what happens when you with your flesh and mind try to handle and get rid of things. You are giving full attention to that and it multiplies and gets bigger and spreads further. So I'm, I love my dogs, but I'm not touching dead bugs, especially ones with guts coming out. So what would I do? All I did was get the water hose, turn it on, and that stuff would flush out. I didn't have to dig them out. The water pushed them out. And that's what I'm saying. Don't focus on getting rid of things. The love of God poured in washes and flushes it out. That's where our attention and focus and occupying should go. Put it in, put it in, put it in, put it in, put it in. Instead, I'm not this, I'm not that, and I'm not this. Stop that. That never arrived you at God's best, and you've been doing it for years. Listen, you say, how come you say that to me? Because I've done the same thing. Very Stay on the positive side of the flow. The positive side of the flow is pouring in. The negative side is trying to pull out. There were times tangibly, and no doubt you've experienced it. There's times when tangibly on your mind, you can almost feel a, bomb, you can feel a bombardment that just pushes and pushes against you. What do you do at those times? Believe that? Because I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says that there are many voices in the world. And none of them without signification. What's that mean? When the devil speaks to you, he's not going to speak something insignificant to you. It's going to apply to you. He's not... He's not going to accuse you. You shouldn't have stolen that truck last night when you didn't steal a truck last night. He can't get you into guilt over a truck you didn't steal. He's going to find something significant to your life. A miss, a fault, a failure, something of the past. And he's going to accuse you with something significant. That voice is going to take significant things and accuse you with it. 
Is it a fact that you did that? Yes, but that's none of his business. That's what I need you to understand. It's love's business now. It's love's business now. It's not the devil's business. And when bombardment comes and pushes against your mind and tries to push you down, hold you back, condemn you, accuse you, you're going to have to answer it. And there's so many people who don't know that. And they live tortured, defeated lives. But we can pray. This is what this prayer is about. We can pray that they would grow and abound in the love of God. Once they begin to come into the light of what love is, they, they quit permitting what they used to permit. They quit putting up with what they used to put up with. When somebody's life is earmarked by decade after decade after decade of depression, and love, the reality and the revelation of love starts dawning on them, they start realizing, wait a minute, this is not the flow of my father. And they stand up and they say, no more, no more, no more. And we can assist them in that victory. We can't do it all for them, but we can stock the shelves all around them so that everywhere they turn is victory. Everywhere they turn is victory. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 When you become frustrated with yourself, it's for one reason. You're occupied with you. Your focus and your attention's on you. And that's where the devil enters. When you take your view and your attention off of God, the devil loves to torment you by something lower than God. To look at yourself is to sink. To stay focused on him is to rise. So how do you get out of depression? Change where you're looking. How do you get out of guilt? Change where you're looking. You've been looking at yourself. You've been looking at your guilt. But I did it. Yes, so what? It's significant to you. Yes, I know. But the blood of Jesus washes away what's significant to you. How many people would love to know this tonight? They could get off their medication. And I don't make light of that. People are medicated because their minds are tormented. They can't even function. I tell you what, the devil's mean. But the love of God is so... (laughs) It's victory on every flow. The flesh is intent, the devil's intent is to hold your focus on you so you can keep going down. So you can keep committing those faults, failures, weaknesses. But love's intent is to turn, your, turn, your, turn where you're looking. Amen. Your victory is easy. It's a changing of your focus. Every Christian who is sick can be healed By looking at health. Instead of looking at a sick body. Every Christian. Who is struggling financially. Can change their future. By looking at the provider. Instead of at their bills. It's all in where you look. Your life is a picture of where you're looking at every day. It's not enough to look on Sunday. Praise the Lord. Again, 
verse 19 of the Amplified, second portion of it, that you may be filled through, look at this, through all your being mm -hmm. <clears throat> unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God itself. What's it? Holy filled. What's that mean? Whole, every, holy filled. What is that? Our heart, our intent, our motives, our thoughts, our mouth, our deeds, every arena, every flow of our life being the flow of love. And then God fills that. Amen. Amen. Love is the forbidding of the entrance of that which isn't love. You get that. Love is the forbidding of the entrance of what isn't love. Against ourselves or against others. Some people, in all honesty, I really don't have... a. have never really... Diff and I'm not saying this in a prideful way. I'm saying this in more of kind of a my natural makeup and my temperament. I'm not one to really... If people, uh, if people do something to violate me, I don't give a rip. <laughs> I mean, that's my natural bend. I just don't care. Now, don't misunderstand me. When the demon's involved, it'll feel different. But I'm just saying naturally. Where my natural thing is to turn against myself for not doing better. But I still got to deal with that. Or it'll rob me of fullness. Sure. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Yeah. Amen. To be holy filled, you gotta what, what trips you up? Yeah. What trips you up? Don't allow don't allow anything less than love thoughts toward that arena. Love. Love will push that out. Amen. So love forbids the entrance. Of anything that isn't love, whether it's against ourselves or against someone else. Um, you're going to have a difficulty ever experiencing the fullness of what God has for you while you blame others for your life. For where you're at, for what hasn't been done to you or has been done to you or what wasn't given you and the media loves to feed that somebody else is the problem. Your life is between you and God. And what we're doing with the word. Amen. I'm not making light that some people have been t treated horrifically by others. But Jesus freed you from that. Take that freedom. Take that. Take that. Grab hold of that and run, man. But when we forbid the entrance of anything that isn't love against ourselves or against anyone else, then what we do, then it frees us up to be full of God. Because nothing is taking up space and occupying us that really God should be occupying sure. in. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to read the out of Ephesians 3.19. This is the Doddridge translation. Let me read it to you. Because I'm 
pretty positive you don't have that one with you tonight. <laughs> the Doddridge translation says, I wish you more enlarged apprehension of the love of Christ so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God and your expanded hearts. What's that mean? Your heart developing, enlarging. What happens with something enlarged, when something is larger, it can take in more. So that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, your expanded hearts being dilated more and more may be rendered capable of admitting larger degrees than ever of divine love and more ample indwellings of divine consolation consoling right till at length you arrive at that happy state in which you shall attain to a full perfection in the knowledge and enjoyment of God. When you see, when all you're doing is focusing on yourself, you're exchanging the enjoyment of God for that. I remember whenever, uh, mm, several years ago, and I had, when Ed went home to be with the Lord and I was, along with the staff, we were working on these unfinished projects and God helped us to finish those there was an unnecessary situation that rose up and it demanded attention and it was just unnecessary and I wasn't pleased that in the midst of all things I was handling somebody was conjuring up a problem that wasn't conjuring up something that wasn't there to create a problem that I had to deal with now on top of everything else and so I was sitting at home putting on my makeup (laughs) 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> All right, an hour. <laughs> and I'm sitting there in the mirror, and you know, ladies, you know, you can kind of go into neutral when you're putting on your makeup. Not even think about anything, you can just float. Those are your floating moments, you know? Or because you're in neutral, it can be something pounding on you because you're not doing anything that requires much of a mind. <laughs> So I'm sitting there putting on my makeup for this time and I'm just thinking, I wish they hadn't done that. What's the matter with them? You know, why are they doing this? That's unnecessary. That's so carnal. (laughs) All this. 30, 40 minutes. I got done with that. Had to go on to the next thing. And God spoke to me. And he said this. You can think about that if you want to. He didn't correct me and say, well, that's wrong, that's not wrong, because that's really what was going on. I'm not making this up. <laughs> and I'm not just throwing it to my view. Right. This is really what's going on. And he didn't even mention whether what was going on was right or wrong. He said, you can think about that if you want, but to think about that, you're going to have to give up fellowship with me. Right. Meaning you could have taken that time to fellowship with me, but you fellowshiped with what somebody else did, even though what they did was a reality. Just because it really happened doesn't mean it has to occupy you. You choose what you're occupied with. You choose. You choose. 
What was that? To give up fellowship with God is to give up enjoyment yeah. of God. Yes. And I like this phrase, that you may arrive at full enjoyment, full enjoyment. of God. Yeah. You know, you can get married and over time not even enjoy that marriage. What determines whether or not you enjoy your marriage? How you treat each other in that marriage? What you do? What you pay attention to? What you say? What determines whether or not you enjoy God? What you do? What you focus on? What you say? Amen. <laughs> your enjoyment of any situation is up to you, not up to the other person. Well, they don't treat me right. Why don't you just focus on what you do and you can enjoy your fellowship with God saying, God, I thank you. I thank you that I'm free from what they do. I'm only responsible for what I do. Well, praise the Lord. Good marriage counseling anyway. That you may be filled with God is God inside minded to the full. To be full of God, you're mindful of the greater one inside you to the full. Our whole need, our whole mind, focus and attention on him instead of us and that will shut out the devil at every turn. God had instructed me several couple years to do something and it, it put me in a place financially at a lower point than I had been since Ed's home going. And uh, God told me to do it. And so I'm rehearsing to God. Now you do know that if I do what you're telling me to do, yeah. what my numbers look like. I'm just wanting you to know I'm aware. <laughs> and I'm holding you to your word. Amen. But I knew God was telling me to do it. So I did it. Don't, don't misunderstand me. It didn't take me into the negative. It just, I saw bottom. I don't want to see bottom I want to see bottom and uh, so I, I obeyed God and did it and for the next day and a half the next day and a half the measurement of okay and I knew it was coming from outside I knew it was the enemy saying you have put yourself in a risky position because you are so low financially that you are now putting yourself at risk financially. Yeah. And, I, and I would answer it and say, obeying God never puts me at risk. That's right. Never puts me at risk. That's right. Never puts me at risk. God told me to do it. Yeah. I had peace in my spirit about doing it. See, you better tell the devil. You better tell him what you sense in your spirit so that he can't succeed at tormenting your mind. And I have, every time when the devil tells me I missed it, I'd answer him and say, no, I had peace in my spirit about doing that, and I'm led by my spirit. I don't need a voice. I don't need a dream. I don't need a prophecy. If I have that peace in my spirit, I'm following that, and I'm safe in following that. I have said that so many times when the devil accused me of missing it. But see, I can't say that if I didn't wait for peace. I... I'm a slow mover. Why? Because I need the argument of peace. Because the devil's going to accuse me of missing and I'm going to need to have my argument of peace in place. No, I, I have peace. No, my mind might be harassed, but my heart knows I, my heart's at peace. 
So for a day and a half, just from the outside, this mental, you put yourself in a hard place, I'd answer it. He'd say it again, five minutes later. You put yourself in a hard place, I'd keep answering it. After a day and a half, God said to me, if you would just focus on living full of me and being in my presence, you wouldn't even have to listen to that. What is it? Fullness puts you outside of, outside of the reach of threats, of bombardment. Why? Because you're in the glory. There's a flow of the manifested presence of God. There was uh, one man, I, I didn't know of him, so I, I, I saw him real briefly, so I couldn't even tell you his name or anything about his ministry. But he had the experience of going to heaven, and when he went to heaven, it was interesting because he's the only one that I've ever heard of that had this experience of heaven, and he saw Stephen in heaven. And he said to Stephen, he said, uh, they, they spoke for, they had a bit of a conversation and then he worked it around, you know, because this would kind of be an in, inappropriate as an opening statement. <laughs> he said, in the word it spells out that you were stoned and he said, that must have been a very painful death. And Stephen said, no, I was in the glory, I didn't feel it. Yes. Wow. Good. Remember it says that he said, I behold, yes. I see, I behold. Yes. The Son of God standing. You see, what was he? He was in another realm. Fullness puts you in another realm. Puts you in another realm to where things come, but you don't notice them. That's the life God authored. It's not a life where things don't come. It's where you don't notice because you are so occupied with the flow that fills you. Amen. And the only way you're going to get full is to be occupied with the flow that fills you. Well, praise the Lord. Now, to be filled with God is to be God inside minded to the full. That means depression, anxiety, fear is no longer any part of our focus. And therefore, it can't get an entrance. Now go back, looking real quickly at verse 16, kind of where we started. Praying that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. A God-filled man is living by the divine might that the Holy Spirit gives to the inner man. Did you understand me? A God-filled man is living by divine might. That the Holy Spirit gives in the inner man. He's not trying to live, function, and operate by his own ability. He's doing it by divine might. He's carrying on living by divine might and it fills him. It's part of the flow of fullness. And it's that divine might that is a flow of glory. Remember what we said, the riches of his glory, the divine might comes as an outflow of the riches of his glory. That's part of what the riches contain for you. It's your inheritance. The riches of the glory is your inheritance. So the God-filled man is accessing and drawing on glory because divine might is an outflow of the glory. He's drawing on glory. 
And that glory, as I said, contains our full inheritance, power, miracles, healings. And we learn how to make a draw on the glory. Not just for ourselves, but for other people. A God-filled man is causing that glory to come in a manifestation because he's learning how to live with that flow. He's learning how to draw and turn himself toward the glory flow, which is the love flow, the flow of the fullness of God. All these things are wrapped up in one another. The devil fears this man. The devil fears the man who's living as an outflow of glory. Darkness has no access to this man, has no entrance. All he can do is create commotion around him, but he can't get in. Think of what kind of life that means for us. What God's plan that our lives are to be God-filled. Not only does the word bring us into that, these prayers help us bring others or helps God to help others to bring them into this. Amen. Amen. Fullness for you, but fullness for all of us. And our prayers can assist each other as we come into this and move into this. I've just... I've lived life on less than full too long. In the past, too much. And it, and it arrives us nowhere good. Let's decide fullness is our future. Fullness is our present. Fullness is our choice. Because fullness is a choice and not a feeling. And you better make the choice so you can have the feeling of it. Amen? Well, are you helped tonight? That we would see that as we pray what this will work for other people to bring them out of death flows and to bring them into love flows. Amen? Stand with me to your feet. Father, we thank you tonight. We're so, so grateful. We're so, so grateful. How about we pray this? I said, how about we pray this? Father, we worship you for the word tonight. We honor your word. These are words from heaven that Paul gave us. These prayers were authored by heaven. And they, bre- they bear fruit. They bring results. They take a man's life and bring it into the fullness of your plan. So Father, we thank you for these words. So we pray unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Say this after me. We pray unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family and heaven and earth is named. Father, that you would grant unto them according to the riches of your glory that they be strengthened with might by your Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in their hearts by faith and that they being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height 
and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that they might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. All of that that I preach tonight is contained in all of those, just that, that short prayer. You, you say very little and God works very much. It's so large, the workings that meet those few heaven-anointed, heaven-sent words. Amen. So anything we could come up with in our mind would be so much less of what we're offering for someone else's help. Amen. Pray the word. Pray the word. Pray the word. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. When you are strengthened with might... You can overcome anything. I don't care what it is. Mentally, physically, spiritually, materially, relationship-wise, when you're strengthened with the might of God, which is a flow of the glory of God, because it comes out of the riches of His glory, you can, you can overcome anything. Jesus purchased it for you, but you have to have strength enough to walk out what He purchased. It's like a truck with a big engine pulling a big load because of what's in it. The strength in the engine. It can go up hills. It can go up mountains. And it's not compromised in that situation. But you have some little car, little four-cylinder banger, you know, and trying to hook on a trailer and trying to go up something and you'll... Uh, uh, you hear grunting. You, you, just, you can burn up an engine doing that kind of stuff. Griping and complaining means not enough strength to get past this. My engine is lacking on some cylinders. But to the one, the engine that's large and fully stocked and fully provided for and fully supplied, doesn't go seek to go around the problem it just goes right over that mountain and actually actually the owner of that truck loves showing that that feature off right watch them while my truck can do wish your truck could right they start measuring truck power well we're not to do that but that's what the might strengthen with might it'll put might in the inside of you that no matter what comes you you can overcome it many people think they need healing and yes you may need healing but make sure that there's might on the inside of you to lay hold of the healing that's offered you because you can think on the wrong thing and you can feel your strength leave you amen Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The word is good. So no matter what it is, no matter what it is, might is always available to you. And it's always available to someone else if you'll ask God in their behalf. Always available. Always available. Why? Because it's part of the inheritance of that is ours, the riches of the glory. God's not withholding it. God's waiting on us to understand what's available and put a demand on that flow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Strengthen with might. 
divine might. The inner man. Hallelujah. You know, we have to be strengthened with might in the inner man for this era. It's going to call on a whole nother level of the might of God. Why? To, take, to lay hold of what this... All, what what his plan offers us in this era because every revival every era holds its own fruit and people have to become skillful enough to bear to bear that fruit amen and uh, we need to be strengthened with might in our inner man amen father we we take it we take it it is that divine might It is of the flow of glory. It's an outflow of the riches of our glory, of the glory that belongs to us. And when we are operating in might, love is the easy flow. And that love brings us into a place of fullness when we forbid anything but love to flow in our lives. We thank you for it. 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 Hallelujah. We take it, Father. We take it. We take it. We take it. You can pray this ver these verses for yourself, but I'm more inclined to just take them for myself. I take unto myself the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of my spirit are enlightened that I do know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. I mean, I take these things. Why? Because he's already offered it, <laughs> made it available, waiting for the taking. Or you can pray it for yourself. Either. Just whatever suits your heart. Amen. But we can also take the might of God. Father, I take that might. I take that might. I'll never be a quitter because might will not permit me to quit. Might will not permit me to back up to get relief. How many times have I said, I'm not after relief. I'm after victory. And so many have settled for relief and, and given up their victory because they just wanted the pressure off. They just didn't want to have to ha deal with that opposition anymore. So they backed up in their spiritual development. They backed up in the, in the plan of God just to get relief because the devil can put pressure, but he can also relieve pressure whenever you go his direction just to congratulate you. And to bind you. Well, praise the Lord. The might of God, the might of God doesn't settle for relief. It goes for victory. Amen. We thank you, Father. 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 Remember that 16th verse said that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit. By his spirit. By his spirit. It is a flow of the Holy Ghost. It is a flow of the Holy Ghost. So when, we're in the, when we are in the flow of the Holy Ghost, we can receive might out of that flow. Amen. Uh, it, just, it just came to me. 
real strong when I came into the service tonight to just, uh, we're going to do that by the Holy Ghost. Take of that mic. Just grab hands with the person next to you. Grab hands with the person. This, this is what we're laying hold of. Might. Why? To strengthen by the Spirit in our inner man. Why? To, to, to be fueled for where we're headed. Yes, the Word does that. Yes, speaking in tongues is a help of that, but we also need might. Our Paul went and said, I pray for you to have the might. Amen. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Give me your hand, babe. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Just receive. You have to yield to it. It's a flow of the Spirit that has to be yielded to. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. Strengthened with might. Strengthened with might. Strengthened. It is a flow of the Holy Ghost. It is an, out, is an outflow of the glory of God. The manifested presence of God. We thank you for it, Father. 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 Here, ah. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me your hand, love. Ah. We thank you for it, Father. We, we thank you for it, Father. 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 We thank you. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Masata, machata, macha, 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 masata, migi, mini. No, you don't, devil. No, you don't. You take your hands off that situation. You take your hands off that situation concerning her. Ah, no, you don't. No, you don't. Ah, you have been defeated. You will not work that plan. We abort that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that is aborted. Ah, we thank you. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for it, 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 Father. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you for it, Father. 
Thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. We... Now, if you follow what's in your heart, it'll be a new day. If you get off track, it'll slow you down and it'll cost you years. Follow what's in your heart, not what's in your head. Follow what's in your heart, not what you figured out. Prize what your heart knows and protect it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We, th ah, we thank you, Father. Mm. A new day. A new day for you, Jaime. A new day. A new day for you. <sighs> a new way. A new day. A new way. Matcha. Matcha. Divine assist. The angels of heaven assisting her in the fullness of the plan. <sighs> they come. They come to assist. And I'm talking about, Miss Donna, in your business. You send angels to go work on things. You, you send angels with the properties and with the contracts and with the deals. And for them to go and bring those people. Not to say you don't, but there's more angels to assist you in that. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Give me your hands, baby. We thank you for it, Father. Mm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We thank you. <laughs> How pleased the Father is. How pleased. You're His delight. How pleased He is with you. <laughs> <laughs> An unfailing and an unfolding of your future, Caitlin. He's going to show you a fuller glimpse of what's ahead. What you're in is not all there is. It's not even scratching the surface. Amen. Huh? And it's precious what he has for you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Ah. Manja 
Put your hands together for the next for the next leg of the race, Father. Ah, the joy of it, the joy of it. Oh, the glory of it. Oh, we thank you, Father. It's your plan. Ah, it's your plan. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Oh. Brother Joel, just do what's on your heart. Just do it. <laughs> Fill with his gold. Fill with his life. Strengthen with power and might, filled with his glory, filled with his life. Ha. Yes, I'm strengthened with power and life, filled with his glory, filled with his life. Power and might, strengthened with power and might, filled with his glory, filled with his life. And I'm strengthened with power and might, I'm filled with his glory. Filled with his life, I'm strengthened with power and might. Filled with his glory, filled with his life, I'm strength. I'm strengthened with power and might. I'm filled with his glory. And I'm strengthened with power and might. I'm filled with his glory, filled with his life. Yes, I'm strengthened with power and might. Can you sing it? Filled with his glory, filled with his life. I'm strengthened with power and might. I'm filled with his I'm filled with his life. And I'm strengthened with power and might. I'm filled with his glory, filled with his life. Strengthened with power and might. I'm filled with his glory. Filled with his life, I'm strengthened. I'm filled. 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 You got it. Filled with his glory and might. I'm filled. I'm filled. I'm filled. I'm filled. I'm filled. I'm filled with his glory and might. I'm filled, 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 I
his glory, filled with his life. I'm strengthened with power and might. I'm filled with his glory, filled with his life. Strengthened with power and might. Filled with his glory, filled with his life.
glory filled with his life strengthened with power and might filled with his glory filled with his life strengthened with power and might filled with his glory filled with his life strengthened with power and might filled with his glory filled with his life strengthened with
thank you. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. We're so, so grateful. We're so, so grateful. We're so, so grateful. Pastor Noel, just come up here and obey what's in your spirit. The glory shall be called. You can't the miracles in the bloki seka adoshikana the glory miracles the glory miracles atuko shakatata it will flow it will flow from this moment on from this moment forward agus preka indikas tota kimbante gebakare bakastaya not only in the church time, not only in this church time, but every day in your family, in your home, in your school, in your place of work, in your place of business, in every place you go, you carry the miracle power of God from this day on. This is the message. This is the message. This is the impartation that you have received tonight. Oh, oh, uh, a miracle house, a miracle house for you, for your family. <laughs> you will say it and you will see it. And many others, many others. You enter into a new place where you're waiting for no more hardship. You enter into a new place, the grace. Enter a new room, a new room, ha ha, a new room, ha ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, for a third phase of your ministry. Now a new room, in that third phase, a new room, 
a new room. And in this room is the greater glory, meaning greater increase, meaning greater increase. Ha, 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 for the impartation that you have received tonight. <laughs> ah, the anointing, deliverance for many. Ha. Praise the Lord. Miracle crusade, miracle crusade, miracle crusade will be filled with miracles. This is it. This is the anointing. These meetings will precede the miracle crusade. Ha, push, take the miracle crusade. Ha, yeah, as the word being preached and taught. Ha, the Holy Ghost. He will hear the word of faith. And the Holy Ghost will work the miracles. The will work the miracles. As you say it. As you say it by faith. As, as the Holy Ghost hear. The spirit of faith. The word of the spirit. The word of faith. The word of faith. The word of faith. The word of miracles. Aha. The spirit will begin to do his work. The working of miracles. Oh my Lord in heaven. You will see it. 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 Even right now. It's working. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 Of course the glory came. And the glory shall flow. It shall be. It shall be. It shall be. It shall overflow. It shall overflow. It's the overflow. It's the overflow. It's the overflow. It is ducky. It will overflow in your home, in your place of work. It shall overflow. Oh, 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 oh. As the joy flow, as the love flow, as the fullness of God in you flow. So it's the miracle flow. Ah, oh, the Holy Ghost will meet your faith. Will meet your faith. Will meet your faith. I get it goes, it comes to God to find, and the glory shall be named Bakuria Bakaria. So it shall increase and increase from this day on. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We receive it. We receive it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We receive it. We thank you. We receive it. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 When I hear what the Spirit of God said about miracles, I so, so appreciate what Richard Roberts quoted of what his dad said every day. Miracles are coming to you or going past you. We're becoming skillful, yes. taking them. Yes. 
taking them, taking them, taking them, taking them. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We receive them. We receive them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's just stand to our feet and lift our hands and worship Him tonight. Jesus, you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. You're so, so wonderful. We magnify you. We glorify you. Father, uh, thank you so much. We glorify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. Oh, glory and honor to 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 you. Oh, we magnify you. together. your hands father I speak and declare over them divine increase so that we may be a part of furthering your plan in this hour 
that every single arena of their life increase and be blessed and we speak for a financial increase so that they may run with their pastor's vision and be a part of funding its fulfillment. We worship you, Father. Thank you for increase. That your harvest may be reaped. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. 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 Well, thank God for his plan. Amen. His plan. And of these things that you've heard in the morning services, the evening services, we purpose to be doers. As we leave this place, it's the doing that's going to glorify the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Noel, thank you for being a part of the meetings. Precious gift. Precious supply to our lives. And uh, for the pastors that have come, thank you for coming and bringing a precious supply and a precious part of it. And Father, I thank you, Pastor Michael, for the buildings. The buildings. So easy. So easy. Every aspect, so easy. Every single aspect. And the enlarging of the vision, Father, we thank you. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. And Father, he's seen nothing of the reward. The reward. The reward is... <laughs> you've only seen a trickle of the reward. But the fullness of the reward. I mean, people are going to look at your life in amazement and say, How? It was reward that did it. The reward. He is a rewarder. The rewarder. The rewarder. And Father, I thank you for great increase for them personally, 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 personally. Dramatic, dramatic increase. Undeniable movement of God. We thank you for it, Father. And to my staff, thank you. To the congregation here, thank you for all you've done to serve. You're such a vital part of what God can do in these meetings. And all the others who, some of you came from different congregations, the Ramos' congregation and uh, the Keys congregation, different congregations, probably Pastor, Pastor Debbie's congregation, different ones. Thank you so much for coming and being, bringing your supply. It matters. And uh, I love my fit. <laughs> Amen. I love that I'm fit with you. And uh, it's our pleasure to move together. Amen. Hallelujah. You got anything else? Good? You good? Anything else? Okay. Brother Philip, thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Hallelujah. 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 Turn to somebody before you're dismissed and say, I receive the fullness. And you can be dismissed. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.